nobody is scrolling back on your feed and thinking, oh my gosh, she used to have like really calm and like be really encouraging and be more thoughtful. No one is thinking that. Like no, everybody's just like, wow, her business evolved and look how she did that. Welcome to The Found Podcast with Molly Knuth, a podcast for women who are founding and getting found with their businesses online. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and my mission is to help women rewrite how we live and work on our own terms. We want to grow families, impact others for the better, and be a positive force in our communities. But we also want to have a fulfilling life, you know? In the past six years, I've gone from being a stay-at-home mom to a freelance social media marketer to a hashtag boss babe, managing client needs, talented team members, and my husband and four kiddos on our little farm here in Eastern Iowa. And what I've learned in that time is that it's not just about going full force or any one-size-fits-all strategy for a business owner. It takes you leaning into your unique gifts, intuition, and goals, and learning who you are as a person along the way to founding this business. So come along for lessons and stories from female founders growing and scaling their businesses through energetics, tried and true tactics, and high vibe personal growth. Be ready to get found. My friends, you are going to just love today's episode. The energy of our guest today still has me with like my cheeks hurting because it was so much fun to record with my friend Laurel Smith of Laurel Denise. As you'll hear in her story today, she started her business primarily as a jewelry line and a side hustle back in 2005. We cover a little bit and touch on how marketing and building a business back then was entirely different than building a business as a creative and a maker in today's modern world. But in 2005, she started with a business that did a little bit of planner products and a little bit of jewelry. And she did that primarily through networking and trade shows. Now, over the span of the past 15 plus years, Laurel has adopted into a very vibrant online community. And she has also pivoted her business away from her signature leather bracelets with her handwriting and passages of inspiration to paper goods, organizational gifts, and planners. And as an advocate and a user of both of the products that she has been known for in the past, and you'll hear a little bit about that personal story today, but I can say without a doubt that Laurel's planner is something you need if you haven't received a planner yet for 2023. Like stop this recording, pause, head over to laureldenise.com and you need her planner. This year I did the vertical layout and it is just amazing, but I digress. In our interview today, you are going to hear Laurel's excitement, like just how authentic and real she is. And I love all of the lessons that she shares along the way as she's allowed herself and her business to evolve over the years. So without further ado, let's dive in today's episode with my friend, Laurel Smith of Laurel Denise. Laurel, welcome to the Found Podcast. I am like giddy over here and fangirling. I'm so happy to have you today. (laughs) Oh, you're so sweet. I'm so happy to be here. This is super fun. I don't get to do this often, so this will feel really fun. Uh, I love everything that you have done and continue to do. But before we dig into that, why don't I give you the stage? 
go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell the listeners who you are and a little bit about what you do at your business. Sounds good. So I am Laurel. I own Laurel Denise, which has, as Molly knows, for, I don't know, since 2005, been a jewelry company where we sell inspirational phrases that feature my handwriting. And I have slowly pivoted. Well, maybe not that slowly if you've only seen it for two years, but pivoted into the planner space, which like an actual physical paper planner, um, which just was born out of my need to get organized um, and to create a system that worked for my brain. So I've been doing a small business since 2005 and started pivoting in 2020 to planners and paper. Crazy. I'm so excited to talk (laughs) about that pivot because that was a big, big shift for you. And I've loved everything you've been putting out for your marketing as well as the products themselves. Um, (laughs) But we'll get to that in a little bit. So let's start back at the beginning. In 2005, you said you started your small business endeavor. So can you take us back to that time period and what kind of gave you that feeling that, okay, it was time to start a business for myself or Was it a slow evolution, a fast one? Tell us a little bit more about Mm. the beginning stage. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I started my business because I needed an escape from corporate America. I was just like, I was really, really like sad working nine to five in a cubicle all day long, every single day. I really, I wasn't into it. And so I, I was an art major um, in school and I've always been really creative and I honestly had a, um, you know, I was like, okay, I'll go back to school and I'll be an art teacher. I'd be a terrible teacher, like an, a horrible <laughs> teacher. I'd be so bad. Um, but I was like, anything, anything to do. And and in that time in 2005, there weren't like all these people on social media just kind of making their dreams come true and working for themselves. You know, like when I was 21, 22 out of college, the people that were entrepreneurs were like my friends, moms, and dads that had like, tire businesses and like home building Mm -hmm. businesses, you know, like this whole creative thing, it was like just starting. I think design sponge had like just launched her blog and Oh joy had just launched. Like we were all kind of in this beginning part of that. So I just was like, what can I do? That's creative. That will like get me out of a cubicle and teaching was kind of the only thing I could think of. And then I had a, a dream one night that I was creating jewelry with my handwriting and I was using all these tools I'd like never seen before. And I mean, like a Dremel drill, like all this stuff. And I woke up and I was like, I went to my government contracting job in DC the next day. And I remembered the dream. And I was like, uh, wait, what was that? Like, it just, I just had this like overwhelming, like, this is what you're supposed to do. Like, this is your escape. This is what you're supposed to do. And my, um, number one Clifton strengths. Do you know that test? The Clifton yes. strength? Yeah. Um, so my number one, like, like way shoot number beyond is focus. And so I, when I get an idea, I can focus in and like make that happen. Like it's almost like an obsession. No, it is an obsession. It's like a focus obsession. And so I just made that happen while I was working full-time still for the government contracting and just like launched a website when there like were no websites. Like it wasn't a thing, you know, it was like, I was just going to say that. What did you use? Like blogger or like, I don't even know. Like what were the web builders at that time? 
like legit HTML, like code. Like it was like, we had to like go to the basics and like, I, I mean, it was crazy. It was still in the spot where like, if you saved a JPEG too many times, it would like reduce the image quality. Like you couldn't save it over and over and over again like I feel like I yes kids I was alive when the dinosaurs were like that's <laughs> right now but it just was like how it started and I um launched with like glass jewelry that had my handwriting and I got a sale the first day I launched which was crazy there were these like forums that you could post on and um but it took a long time, Molly. Like I was still working full-time for the government contractor. I moved to New York, was working full-time as an assistant and an investment bank and literally just came home and worked on my business and then worked all weekend on my business. Like I didn't have a life. I just like did businesses. I would use my vacation days to do trade shows for my jewelry business. It wasn't until I think 2008 or 2009 that I was finally felt like I could actually quit my full-time job and work full-time for the jewelry, but it was still just me doing everything, like all of the making and like many people do today, but it was just me doing all of that then. Um, I think that's so yeah. interesting that you, because this time frame that we're in now, it's like start an Instagram page, get a website and you're off to the races. Like yeah. depending on how much networking you can do and things like that, obviously. But I think about that time period and talking about like the coding and the fact that like even Instagram and Facebook were in their infancy back then. So it was a lot more Gosh. boots on the yeah. ground, like cultivating relationships in person yes. and then yes. sending them to your site. So you had a lot of ground to cover in that time frame. Yeah, a ton of ground. And a lot of it, there was, there were huge barriers of entry, like to get your um, items in stores, you had to do these trade shows, which cost like the empty booth alone was like $6,500. And then like, thank goodness I lived right outside of New York. So I didn't have to do the hotel and the travel and all of that. But like to decorate your booth, to get the lighting for the booth was like another thousand. There's just these like massive expenses that like, today don't exist because you have social media and like marketing is so approachable now it's just way it's way different you don't have these massive financial barriers to entry you have you have some but like not like then which made At it that scale slower yeah it made it a little slower which i think was actually perfect for me because i could really like i i think i had to get over the story i had told myself forever of like I'm not a business owner, like because I'm creative, because I'm an artist, I actually don't have the brain that it takes to be a business owner. And I feel like that shift, I, I feel like I had a team of eight before I really realized that that story was false. Like it took me, that story just died. Like, uh, I don't know, two or three years ago, you know, like it just was like, I just kept feeling like I was pretending that instead of being like, wait, no, 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 this is actually like what I am and what I'm doing. And um, certainly in the beginning, that was like a massive mental block that needed to break down. I um, think that's so, I want to say that again for the listeners, like there are these mental blocks yeah. that we have, these mindset shifts that we have to make 
in order to get to whatever our next level quote unquote is. And (laughs) just like you were saying, you were telling yourself, I'm a creative, but I'm not a business owner. Oh my gosh. Same thing here. Like for years I've been in conversation, like I'd be sitting next to somebody helping me with something for the business. I'd be like, but I'm not like, I don't have a business degree. And they'd be like, Molly, you've been running this business for four years now. Like you're a business owner. And I'm like, well, okay, I guess. But yeah, just like you, it's definitely this shift that you have to like come to with yourself and your identity. And you have to shed that like imposter syndrome and in order to get to this next phase. Absolutely. Yeah. And also like remind yourself that literally everybody is thinking about themselves. Like nobody has all the degrees they think they need to have in order to do X, Y, Z. Like everybody is, is, you know, sort of faking it until we may, or just figuring it out. We're all paving our little Mm -hmm. roads and doing what we need to do to figure it out. But that was like, yeah, I think particularly with uh, creatives, we are kind of like told this story of like, well, uh, we're just artsy or like we just like um, are with our hands or like what kind of job I'm sure like when I was, was like told my parents I was going to be an art major I think they were like well let's hope she marries rich you know like <laughs> like, like, like back then was like okay are you sure that that's what you want to do and there wasn't really this whole this whole thing of like wait no you really can like you really can do stuff as an art major or a creative that like your brain is bigger than just that one side that can draw things. You know what I mean? Or can like yes. say where things need to go on a page, like whatever kind of creativity you are. I have a, this is a complete side note. Have you read the book Big Magic by Elizabeth I, Gilbert? I have not yet, but everybody I know, I want to read it. And I have a friend who is a painter um, I'm an amazing painter, Lindsay Gilmore. And she read that book and it totally changed her life. Like totally changed the trajectory of all of her creating and like how seriously she took herself as a business owner and just as a creator even. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I've heard it's amazing. I'm going to, after we end this recording, I'm going to get yeah. your shipping address and I'm going to send you a copy because uh, I, that's like a book that I read a couple years ago. And then I just like, it called to me from my bookshelf again. And yeah. so I picked it up and I was just reading it last night, but everything you just said is what I just read. And it was like oh, the so call funny. of the creative to live this like simple life because, or this like suffering life because you're a creative and you live for your art and you don't care about anything yeah. else. But it's like, in fact, like to be an artist and a maker, like you use so many different parts of your brain and you are well equipped to be an advocate for yourself and create a business and do what you want to pursue. Like everything Mm -hmm. you said was just reminding me of that book. So you need to read it. I do need to read it. Oh, I love that. I haven't read, I haven't read Elizabeth Gilbert since uh, Eat, Pray, Love, which like I loved, but that was ages ago. Again, dinosaur. (laughs) (laughs) well i'll send you this so we can update your elizabeth gilbert repertoire perfect (laughs) perfect okay so let's go from you said like 2009 ish is when you decided to go full time yeah and about that time i would also anticipate that like that was also a shift in like the online space when like social media apps really blew up Mm -hmm started seeing the emergence of more opportunity in that sphere. So can you take us through this time period in your business where 
you've now decided you're going to go full-time working for yourself. And then how did that kind of transpire? Yeah. You know, what was funny is because I started, I think in the old way of doing things, it was really hard to break that. Like, this is the way I do it. So in 2009, I actually, I, in 2008, we actually launched the planner that is now our full collection. We launched it. And I was so in my, um, you go to a trade show and you do it this way. And then you, and it was still so beginning of Facebook and there was no advertising. And honestly, Instagram didn't start until 2010 or 11 because I was just having kids. And so I remember the first few pictures I was taking on there were like, not, I thought it was a filter, an app that was like a photo filter app. Like, and it was, to be clear, it was in the beginning, like it wasn't social media quite yet. So I did trade shows um, with my, with my um, paper line. I sort of had this jewelry line that was rocking and rolling at the accessories. And we were selling mostly to stores and I was dabbling on Etsy, but not taking it super seriously. I had my website, passed out cards. Um, I had my mailing list. You know, I did like the basics of things, but mostly it was like, let's get into wholesale stores. This frame of mind of direct to consumer wasn't really there yet. And like engaging in that community, it was mostly store community, which like is a whole business and is amazing. You know, if that's what you want your business to be, it's really there. But the stationary show... I launched it at the same time as a lot of some of the other big names and planners today, you know, Rifle, Simplified, like all these bigger, big planner names. But I didn't have, my mind was split in two. And like when your gift is focused and your mind is split in two, it's like a recipe for disaster. Like I needed to pick one lane or the other lane, or I wasn't it was like viscerally, I was like, I'm not doing something right. Like, I cannot focus on both of these things. I either needed to have this like mega COO of jewelry, which like, frankly, I didn't even know what COO meant in 2009. (laughs) We're all just learning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was still getting my creating my MBA, I guess. And I needed to pick one lane. And when we had our, um, when my husband and I started our family, I just, I picked one lane and I picked the jewelry lane because it was too, it felt too daunting and overwhelming to balance both of these businesses before um, I still just had one employee. So I hadn't really practiced the art of delegating, which is a definitely an art and very mm-hmm. hard to do. And I hadn't like, it just felt too massive. And I ha- I was like starting to be a mom, which like, for me, the entry into motherhood was, uh, it was, oh, I had terrible PPD. Like it was so hard. It was such a hard season. So I just needed to focus on one thing. And I picked jewelry because we already had our stores. Etsy was up and running. We had like started to figure out SEO on Etsy. And so I was like, we're making a really, if you can crack the SEO code on Etsy and you have a giftable item, you have a legit business on Etsy. Like you, like, it's not just like, oh, you're a crafter on Etsy. It's like legit. If you can play that train the right way, you're good. So I, I just kind of went that way. But I literally, I had weekly, weekly emails of people that were like, where's your planner? I got this in 2008. I got it in 2011. We did, we published it on our own for a while. Chronicle Books published it one year. 
it's funny how massive things feel and then you like forget them. Mm -hmm. Like when I got that Chronicle Books deal, I was like, I have made it. Like (laughs) this is it. And like literally now I forget. (laughs) (laughs) Really funny to me, but we tried it on our own. And again, it just is like, it was working. We like went viral on Etsy. Like we got on the homepage and we, a lot of people purchased. It was so exciting, but it still was just like, I can't manage this and this and baby. Like there's just absolutely no way, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, we, um, I'm like backtracking and confusing a little. I'm going to close my eyes so I can focus on it. Mm. I say I make my planner for people like me that can, that like need, that are like just very easily distracted. I'm not kidding. I do. I make it for me. So then uh, we did jewelry. It went really well. It was growing and growing and growing. And I got a team. I had like makers and retail managers and wholesale managers. And we were rocking and rolling and then COVID happened and we like shot to the top. Like it was insane because our product was an encouraging gift, an inspirational Mm -hmm. gift when people are having a hard time. Like our bracelets were just like encouraging for people and people had extra money because they had like the, you know, the checks and some people had checks, some people had extra money and, um, the Facebook advertising was like heyday, like, you mm-hmm. know, digital marketing, like that was like, you know, in the good old days of digital um, paid marketing yes. <laughs> it was like pre, it was like pre 2021. And so we were really able to meet a lot of people and build a community in that time with the jewelry. And then Facebook marketing changed <laughs> and then everybody was at home and they saw all these, you know, creative businesses and where when we started on Etsy selling our jewelry, we were like one of the few doing leather engraving. There's like 500 pages now of like mm-hmm. bracelet, leather bracelets that were engraving. And I, in, in like COVID times, I call them. like when we were like stuck at home, I had a host family from New York that was living with us. I had my staff in eight different homes in the Charlottesville area, but like some people were 45 minutes away. Like we were, you know, living in the country Mm -hmm. and we would meet in the target parking lot to trade bracelets and trade shipping labels. It was insane. I literally looked around and I was like, I need my planner. Like, (laughs) it's like, yes, not organize all of this. I'm going to die. Like I am so unhappy. I feel so chaotic. I need my planner. And so I was like, I'm going to launch it again. We're just going to launch it. And I met somebody, um, you know, from networking in trade show days mm-hmm. and at um, in-person events, like at Magnolia and in New York City, like at Henry Bendel. I made a lot of like networking contacts and I contacted one of them about like, can you help me self-publish this planner and self-make it, but it actually be really good quality. Like I want the best quality. I don't want it to be like it was before. So they were so generous and helped me um, meet somebody who connected me with literally the same printer that Rifle and Bandeau use. Like it's, it's the, it's like the top of the line printer. Mm -hmm. I feel like overseas, I cannot believe it. It's so wonderful. And we printed it and we sold out in like a month and a half. And I was like, if we're selling out of this when nobody has any plans, like what Like, I'm just sort of on the outskirts, like watching this little business that could like, I'm like, 
okay, planner, I see you. Like, what are you doing? But I'm still doing jewelry. Like, I'm not, I don't know. We're just going to launch you and then mm-hmm. see. So we like quadrupled our order for 2021, which was like 2022 planners. And we sold out in like two months, like insane. So then I finally was like, what's happening here? Like, I need to pay attention to something. I looked at like, I looked at what was going on in my business. I looked at the numbers for jewelry and how I just, I had to sort of face the music that like, there were a lot of people doing leather bracelets now and inspirational lines, which were beautiful and good. I had been doing it creatively for 17 years. I had found that that section of my business became this space that was really needed and authentic, supportive, encouraging sympathy gift in some ways. Like it had mm-hmm. become a sympathy gift company in a lot of ways. And I loved being in that space and thought it was really, really important. And then I got to the point where I was like, I kind of just want to be silly on the internet now. And like, I kind of just want to be like, like, um, I kind of just want to be really bright and like, really like your idea is possible and like your life. And like, this is how I take my chaotic brain and like make it make sense and encourage people in that space. And I had to sort of face the truth that like, um, that meant I needed to change my business. Mm -hmm. Like it meant that I really needed to listen to what my community was telling me. And like, it wasn't easy to launch in the planner world. Like it's a very competitive world, but like we got a lot of engagement very quickly. I think because of the different layout, like we were talking to planner people that hadn't been spoken to before because they needed a different layout, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, and so I think that's why, and I just sort of was like, this means some really hard things. Like this means my staff is really taken like simplified like I don't need a production team because we're not making bracelets anymore like you know there were a lot of things that poured into that torturous decision like Molly it was like I would say that was probably the worst eight six to nine months of like the past like 20 years of my life like I like it was just like coming face to face with that decision And like really realizing the reality of what that meant for this team that like I really loved and cared about these like women Mm -hmm. that I really loved. And and we had made a team together, me and those women, you know, but coming to the like reality of like, this isn't working anymore, like financially with the jewelry, um, Facebook ads massively changed that privacy update was killer for my business. Like the Apple Pride, which like, it's great. I, I get why people want it. Like, it's totally fine. It's just time to pivot again. But it hurt. It, it was like, wow, we really I didn't realize how much we've had relied on being able to really target people that would be interested in our odds, mm-hmm. like our items. And it was so hard to come. I mean, I'll look back in my like journal of like me plotting and just figure out I mean, it was night like multiple waking up at 1am for the day just like anxious about like, yes. oh my gosh, I have to let all of these women like, what? Like, I can't, I got to figure out a way. I got to figure out a way. So just trying to move all these pieces around and it was slow and it was gradual and it was recent, Molly. Like we, I think mm-hmm. my, the last three from my jewelry left in, um, what month are we in? Oh my gosh, we're in October. Um, yeah, like September and August, like that was when, so like we have like 
now we are fully 100%. When they left, I took the jewelry off. I just was like, I got to pick the other lane now, you know, Mm -hmm. like this is what my focus has to be on. And it's what, it's what like my heart is on right now, you know? That is I like think... my 15 minute version of the <laughs> I love it because I, I've been a follower for a while and I kind of yeah. watched how, and like here on the podcast, we're telling stories of how like women are founding businesses, but finding themselves along the way. Oh and my goodness, yes. <laughs> you can, yeah. And I think that all of us can identify with a time in our lives. Maybe it's not entrepreneurial, but at some point we have this little inkling like in our head or in our heart or in our gut where we're like, what if I tried this instead? And then this little idea like keeps growing and it won't go away. And you're like, I could identify with you saying, well, I kept waking up and saying, what if I tried this? Cause I've been there. And it's like, you want to be able to like start something and see it through. But this whole other time, you've got this little like voice saying, I think you need to go this other way. And yeah. I love. I have loved watching the evolution of you as you've done this because I think you've handled it with such grace and integrity. Mm-hmm. And as you were telling your story about like building community online with your clients, customers, and team too, like I hear so much about how the relationships of the people have really impacted you and making yeah. sure that they were kind of not just like this wasn't a sudden shift, that this was a gradual adjustment knowing what the goal was, but letting people kind of like take a gradual journey with you. I thought that was very, um, very graceful the way you did that. Thanks. I'm not sure it always felt that way. (laughs) I'm sure from the inside, it felt different. I was like, oh my goodness, I'm flailing. And like these poor people's like their actual livelihoods, you know, how do I handle this well and honor where they have helped take Laurel Denise but that now it's time to like pivot it. I mean, I thought like, I'll give the business to them. I'll sell it to them, but they would be faced with the same struggles that I Mm -hmm. was faced with. And it was my name. So it was like, Oh, I don't really think that is the right Avenue either. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it's, it has felt sort of gradual and real and graceful on on the internet. You know, you never know. Well, and now I feel like let's, (laughs) Let's turn the table to me. Let's talk about me for a little bit. Yes, actually, let's <laughs> no. like never talk this much in my life. <laughs> oh, no. I was just, I wanted to make sure that we highlighted like your jewelry line. Like, I know that there are people who are listening to this episode that they might be like, Laurel Denise, I know that I've heard her. And like personally, so in my personal life, listeners know like our daughter went through a significant health issue back in 2018. And you and I were talking before we started recording, like when exactly did we kind of connect online? I don't remember. But by 2019, when she had like an opportunity to do this like new surgery that hadn't really been like done before on kids with her case, like we had about three weeks (laughs) from the time of saying, okay, she's approved here, let's go do this. And we wanted to do something that was like a sign of solidarity and the sign of like uniting with her, her friends, our friends, our family, things like that. And I had come across your jewelry at some point in that 2018, 2019. And we did a bulk order of these beautiful, like metallic pink leather bracelets that said, be brave, because that had kind of become our mantra as Charlotte was going through her journey. 
And I remember like we had such a short time frame, and I was like messaging you. I'm like, we need these like rush shipped. And you, I don't know if it was someone, you or someone on your team, but they were like, we will take care of this. And we did get them. And I was like, oh, I love it was that. just like such like, and know you could feel the personalization and you could feel the yeah. care you had for your customers and your team had for what you were doing. Mm-hmm. And just like you talked about, it's a gift that means more than just like a beautiful bracelet. It has like, it had feeling behind it and emotion. Yeah. And then yeah. I still have mine in a little like keepsake place. I, I don't wear that. it every day anymore, but I yeah. have it. And so do my girls. Um, and then when you started think, really, yeah, go ahead. I think like that was one of the reasons it was so hard to part from it was like stories like that. And like store and like, we knew like the, the situ like the place people were in when they were coming to us. And it was really like, we want, like, it was so hard to be like, I'm not going to be available in that space anymore. But like, I also know that my, my business heart isn't in that place right now, Mm -hmm. but like I, it was so hard to actually really be like, no, we actually, we're not gonna do that. You know, like that saying no to like those stories was really like probably one of the hardest parts too. Like so many facets of like. Yeah. It took you being very brave to make this decision. I think, well, I mean, honestly, it took a lot of courage. It was, um. Yeah. And I don't think I would have had that courage without that like community that I was mentioning that I built of like, or not that I built that just like rallied around this planner, you know, that really like was supporting me in like the, I mean, you were, were you part of the supplier, the like meltdown last fall? Oh my gosh. I've had, I've, I've got, I had the 2021 (laughs) planner. I had the 2022 planner. I believe my 23 planner is actually coming today. (laughs) Oh, Yay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, let's year. talk. We can talk about that. Like you, yeah. I, the planner, the planner industry and like moving into this space of like, you've always been in product base, but it was like, yeah. you were talking about how your team was fairly localized and you guys could yeah. do the making and the shipping and all of that pretty mm-hmm. locally. Now you're producing this different kind of product and you're relying on a lot more of like the transportation to get the product in, which led mm-hmm. to significant delays in 2020, 2021. So why don't I hand it over yeah. to you? Tell us about those challenges and maybe what you learned from that. So many challenges. <laughs> you know, our bracelets were just made to order. I mean, we even got them laser etched and cut locally in Charlottesville. Like we worked with a local business to do that. We, I mean, everything was just, can you rush this? And the answer was always yes. Like we could always get it in a few hours if we begged, you know, our supplier and this, I mean, paper and planners and binding, you just cannot, you can't do it. So last fall, we, we get our planners printed overseas for a trillion and 10 reasons. One of them is the quality. Like it's just it's so high there um, overseas. It's just really high printing quality and binding. Like everything is really high quality. And so we we got them done and we sold out the second week of October, I think last year for our 2022s. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> like my, you know, my sort of product maker brain was like, that that won't work. So the end of September, we started 
you know, really trying to find a, a U.S. based printer that could do it because just getting something imported takes six weeks or eight weeks on the boat. Like it just takes forever. And with the backups in the LA port that were madness last year, it was insane. We, we sold out of the um, inventory we got overseas before we even had it in hand. Mm -hmm. So we, I had my sample and like a few for influencers and like, that was it. So we had sold out. We were still waiting on the boat to actually make it to port. You know, we had a lot of people waiting, (laughs) a lot of people in September, we found a U.S. printer who could do it, (laughs) but there were a lot, they had never done an item like this ever. They were just a big printer. So Mm -hmm. they normally do like pharmaceutical brochures. They don't do anything like this, you know, and we were like different product altogether. And it's not your grandma's planner. Like it's totally different. There's like the cover is really thick and I wasn't willing to like, um, not have that, you know, not have certain things cover really thick. We have a, like acrylic bookmarks that are die cut out. We have special tabs that are tagged, like so much stuff that people are like, wait, what is this? Like, how do we organize these every weekly insert in the short pages has to be like almost hand done in the thing. Like, I mean, it's so it can't be machined on like all these things, but we were like, we would like to order more of these because this feels absurd that we're done in October. Like what a, a financial loss that is for us that mm-hmm. we like couldn't, couldn't like serve more people and get more of these out. So we got this printer and we did it and I don't regret it because it really did get the item out to a lot more people. And I think it really did help a lot more people last year, but that item was like, 80% where like my, my imported one is like 150%, mm-hmm. you know, I would say that, that one, and there were a lot of delays in making it because they were like, oh gosh, we've never done a gold foil cover. And it totally melted when we tried to do the seal. Oh, so we no. had to, that was like two weeks extra. And that was two weeks in December. So we had like 6,000 people that didn't have a planner that had paid. It was awful. And so What I decided to do was be a thousand percent honest with every Mm -hmm. single customer. And I showed up in our private Facebook group. I was honest on Instagram. I sent emails that were literally from me. Like, and it was literally like, it was like what I had typed out at 2.30 in the morning. Like it wasn't like, it was raw. It was like business owner to consumer, totally real, totally raw pictures of myself. Like not to feel sorry for me, but just to let, these customers know like this isn't um this isn't like a fraud this isn't like this is what's going on this is just what we're dealing with just what we're dealing with we fronted like overnight some days and two day shipping on like all these planners on like december 22nd like it was to the wire it was beyond the wire it didn't it was like way beyond the wire um and then uh we lost like we lost two pat, like two pallets got ruined of inventory. Oh um, no! Yeah, to which was like a thousand. I mean, a lot of planners, like just got totally ruined. They got lost. Like they were just unfindable. Like nobody knew where they were, and there were paper shortages. And so the U.S. printer that was printing, they were like, we're short, you know, five hundred because we didn't account for XYZ paper. Like, I don't even, I just was like, are you kidding? Like last fall, I was like, 
shaking. Like, just like, what am I supposed to do? Like all of these people I am letting down. And the answer was just to be honest with them. So if you're part of our private Facebook group of like planner people, you got all of those notes and messages and things changed. You know, one week we would say this, but then we'd get word from our printer and it would be like, you are kidding me when like the gold foil on the, um, cause that was the last step uh, in the bindery. Oh, there was like COVID in the bindery to like close oh the things. Like there was COVID and they were like, we, they literally filled a huge truck with our um, planners, all with the coils in them. They drove them to Philadelphia to like a partner printer that they had used in the past. And they like shut them close. I'm like, I wish I were kidding. Like it was such a disaster, but everybody got their planner, except for the people, the 400 people that were over. Everybody eventually got their planner. First thing, like I'm grateful for that experience because it really gave me direct communication with my customer. And like, I'm like on their team. Like I'm in that group as much as anyone else is in that private group. Like we are in it together. And it taught me that like, I'm not playing around with this planner thing anymore. And if I'm going to be a planner and a paper goods business, like how does that run? Like what production schedule are Mm -hmm. they on? So that this literally never happens again. Like I will never have this happen again. So we're like already designing 2024 covers because that's the schedule we're on. Like it's like a year in advance and it just was growing pains. And it was like me admitting and really being like, yeah, (laughs) <laughs> I really am a planner company, like mm-hmm. getting giddy and excited about that, acting like one with like production schedules and stuff like that, you know, and not being like, this is something I do on the side, but like, no, no, we pay purchase orders nine months before we can sell any of the products. So what does that mean? You know, like just reshaping my entire way I do business mm-hmm. without an MBA, you know, without really knowing how that works. And I think so many people, yeah, figuring it out. So many people can relate to that, that sometimes you get headfirst into something and you figure it out on the way. And that works to an extent. But when you're ready to do something, if you're, and like you talked about when things were locally produced and you could do made to order, that was one way to run the business. And then like, it just didn't translate over to this new product. So you had to learn in real time. And in the process, I love that you showed up to your community and were just raw about like, you know, oh gosh, yeah. I remember the videos yeah. of like, I, I just remember it's some of your videos of shipping and things like that. And it was like, oh my gosh, this poor, this poor Laurel. Poor, poor it was insane. But it's endearing to your audience because like you said, you're on their team. They're like right beside you. And it just like kind of brings you all together a little closer when it's like, it was a, common collective experience that you went through together and you decided not to put a fancy polish on it. You just showed up and shared how it was. And I think that was a huge move. And marketing wise, like I'm looking at from marketing angle, like that was great. But like you were just showing up as you and sharing with the people that you love. And so it wasn't a marketing anything. It was just the way it is. It was the way it is. That's why like, I mean, and that's just how I market in general now Mm -hmm. like it's just like literally how I use the planner how you know like it's just or like hey 
I don't really love this part of it. I'm definitely going to change that in 2024. And like being just more on it, it's actually hard for me to do the other way, which is like semi what you need for like Facebook advertising and like paid advertising. And I'm like, okay, how do I, wait, how do I not be a dork? Like, what do I do? I was just going to say, can we talk about your like new marketing? Cause as you were talking about like the jewelry line and how that looked and how that felt and sounded like now to like Patty planner and like my girl, (laughs) your alter ego and like the bright colors and the way that like your marketing has shifted. You still have to have some of those beautiful flat lays and like showing the product stills. But I love that you brought so much personality and like tactical how to's and you're utilizing things like reels and like getting some engagement from your audience to help do that alongside you. And like green screen as a way to do reels that are educational, but you're still on it. I feel like our green screen things have been so helpful to us this season because you're sort of doing both. Like you get your polished thing in the background, but then you're able to like have that human connection. Also like, you know, two birds, one stone. I'm notoriously Mm -hmm. terrible at those phrases. So (laughs) no, I think you got it right. You're good. (laughs) I think I got that one right. So I've just, I mean, I'm like, what do I want to talk about today? Like I break it out in a month on my, like my marketing plan, but it's really the things that I want to talk about and like what I hear our community talking about. And it was hard. It was like, how can I go from this, (laughs) this sympathy company um, who has a lot of like natural and soft pink colors and these really like sage to literally neon pink is one of my core brand colors now. Like what? Yes. How am I making? And I just was like, you just have to jump. Just do it. Like just jump and just do the shift. Nobody cares. Nobody is scrolling back on your feed and thinking, oh my gosh, she used to have like really calm and like be really encouraging and be more thoughtful. No one is thinking that. Like no, everybody's just like, wow, her business evolved and look how she did that. You know, like, we always have like, we're, we're assuming the like worst critic of our brain is what someone on the internet is thinking. And like, they're really not, you know, like nobody's thinking that about your business. So it's just really, um, I just was like, I don't know how I switched to neon pink, but I think I just do it by pressing publish on this reel. And like, <laughs> I think I just do it by like being an idiot in target with like my personality, Patty, the planner girl glasses on. And like just publishing the reel, like I'm just going to do it, you know, instead of worrying what everybody. It's so fun and joyful and it gets your, like, I love, and I, I try to bring this into like my marketing groups is like, you can talk about anything when you have a pulse on your community. Like I know some of your best, like, I guess I can't say best performing, but I know some of the content that gets a ton of engagement is like just asking people, what pen are you using in your planner? Oh my gosh. And yeah. it's so simple, but so community building. Oh, it's insane. I like on TikTok, they don't want us to talk about anything other than pens, like at all. Like the community, you know, they're just like, just talk about pens and you know, fine. I can talk about pens for two years. I love pens. Um, but yeah, getting to know what your community wants to talk about. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like, well, wait, look at my planner again. It's like, this is what I use with my planner. Yes. You know, like these are the tools. This is like the sort of planners in the in the center. And then what are what fills out that like other circle of the gobstopper? You know, like what mm-hmm. else is like in there? 
everything in that little layer has been so fun to like, it just feels like you're genuinely talking to somebody who's like also a pen dork like you are, you know, like it's like, (laughs) I talk about paperweight and like reinforced tabs and it's like, oh my gosh, yeah, that habit tracker, that sticker, like we can talk about those things forever. And it's been, it's been really fun. Like that sort of conversation is just fun. Like it just is like, you're, you're, I feel like I'm like 18 again, or like a kid again, going to the sticker store, you know, like, it's just really fun to talk to people like in that world of things. Um, I've had a good time. And yes, Patty, the planner girl, I knew I wanted, I wanted a personality. Like I wanted for marketing. I think I'd seen, you know, a few other people do little personal, like they have a whole little bit of what Mm -hmm. they do, like the personality of things. And I was like, okay, I want, I want somebody. And, um, I just, I just fleshed her out. And my husband is really good at this stuff. And he was like, it needs to be a name that has a P like we have to, what is that alliteration? I'm also bad. Yes. Alliteration. You got it. Perfect. So he was like, it's Patty, the planner girl you got to be Patty. It's like, yes. <laughs> I Even love down it. to like spelling her name IE instead of a Y. Like we just like went to town, like figuring out all the different things of who she was, you know? Like and what pen girl. does Patty use? And what glasses does she? Yeah. I love every time I see you with the glasses, I'm like, oh, Patty. <laughs> Patty's here. Yeah. We have a really fun Patty video planned. I'm excited. I think it's coming in a few weeks. <laughs> oh, awesome. Laurel, honestly, I could talk to you all day. I knew that we would fill this time faster than I wanted to, but I could ask you a million more questions, but for sake of time, I know. And I still wanted to talk to you about like your team and more about like, I know, but it's okay. We'll just have to have you back sometime. I'm so sorry. I hope I didn't apologize. No, this was so much fun. Um, Okay. So the way we always bring our interviews to a close is by sharing how people can find you. And then I have what I call the small talk round. Okay. And these are just like questions off the cuff that I did not send you for prep. So are you, are you good to go? I'm ready. I'm so ready. (laughs) All right. So why don't you start by telling us where people can follow you online, where they can find your planners, and then we'll go into small talk. Cool. I um, am Laurel Denise online. So on Instagram, I'm Laurel Denise. And from Instagram, you can find a link to literally everything else. So our private Facebook group is Laurel Denise Loves. Um, my website is laureldenise.com. But TikTok, I think, has an underscore in there because Laurel Denise was already taken. So all of that stuff, though, is linked um, from my like link in bio on Instagram. So um, you can find us tons of reels of how to use the planner and all sorts of information there as well. And come to my stories. I'll be talking about my planner and how I use it all week. So you can see the product in real life. I've already gifted a couple of them too. So like, I can't say enough about your products because they are gorgeous, functional, and the quality, like you said, is just chef's kiss. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, that's so kind. Thanks. Okay. So (laughs) let's go into a couple of small talk round questions. Question number one, what is your favorite pen right now? Okay. I found this knockoff. It's terrible because it's a knockoff. I feel really bad, but it is the best pen ever. And it's a friction knockoff and it's 0.38 erasable. Mm -hmm. They have 0.5. Like 
like I think Pilot does it or something, and they actually have a 0.5, but I need a 0.38. Patty needs the smallest tip possible in her blender. <laughs> and so I found them on Amazon, and it currently is my favorite 10. But I can't, like, I, I feel bad about that because it's a knockoff. Why doesn't the company it's just okay. make a 0.38, man? Oh, That's I love the it. fine tip too. I'm with you. But I have been on like a felt tip, tip kick lately. So Oh my gosh. You and my friends are on felt tip. All my teacher friends do the felt tip. And I'm like, guys, I can't. So I'm gonna show you it. Um, this is like how this is the little the little so it is uniball friction, but it's it's not. And then my other favorite one is a pentel. And this is the one I sell on my website. That's Patty's favorite pen. This is my non-erasable favorite pen. I love how you have categories. <laughs> I do. But in my planner, I have to use erasable because my plans all the time. So I use erasable, but I love this one for non. I do have categories. <laughs> oh, it's great. It reminds me of like um, the quiz game when they play that on friends and they're like, how many categories of towels does Monica? My husband always makes oh, fun yes. of me for that because I really do have towel categories. And yeah. so I'm like, it's just an, in like, it's not an inside joke, obviously, but yeah. no when I'm folding and I have my separate piles, he's always like, how many categories of towels does Monica have? I'm like, oh. <laughs> I, that is me. Yeah. I'm Monica, except with pins. <laughs> Love it. All right. Question two, if this was like your typical work day and you're at your desk, what are two things that we would find like within arm's reach of you? My phone, <laughs> maybe my water bottle, my phone and my planner truly are the two things that are literally always near me. Love it. Yeah. All right. Question number three, we're getting close to the end of the year. What is a bucket list item that you want to cross off personally before the end of 2022? Um, this is sort of tied to, I told my, my husband and I, if we get to a certain point in sales with the planners, we want to take our girls to Potter like land Disney World Potterland the Harry Potter thingy. So I know that's a that's like a weird silly like I've never no that's awesome and I it's sort of tied to a business thing but that's like my life is like it's there's so much crossover between business and life for me and I would just like I will like just want to see my little six year old's face when I tell her we're gonna go to Harry Potter World you know um, yes. she will die so I feel like that's like tied to business, but it is one I would love to have and do. I think it's perfect. <laughs> I think it's just perfect. But you know, we, I mean, we invested our whole life into this 2023 line. So we're like, all right, girl, we sold more planners today. We're getting closer. We're getting closer. That's great. Like a family, a family affair. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Well, Laurel, I, like I said, we could have spent so much more, like I'll have to have you back sometime, but thank you for your time today and for sharing your story and your wisdom and what you've learned along the way with our followers. I know this is yeah. going to be a fan favorite episode. Oh, thank you, Molly. It's so good to like see you and just get to chat. I really, though, I'm like really sad we didn't get to talk about marketing and everything because talk about like I could talk about pens for two years but I could also talk about marketing for two years oh yes obsessed we, we will do a part two and right we'll definitely do that <laughs> awesome thank you Molly 
Hey friend, thank you so much for listening in to The Found Podcast. If you loved what you heard in today's episode, please head over to The Found Podcast on iTunes or Spotify and leave us a review. It means so much to know how you think about these episodes where I pour out my heart or to know what strategies you found most effective from our guest experts. While you're there, you can also check out that library of 100 plus episodes of stories of female founders and successful strategies for getting found in your business. Thank you again for being here this week and I'll be back with even more in next week's episode.